Welcome to the Pencil Skirt Society. It's Amy Bolding and Amanda Dalrymple. And each week, we're going to talk to women just like you and me who are building their businesses, improving their relationships, and working on themselves each and every day. That's right, and we're so happy you're here with us. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey friends, it is a new month. We are starting a new series this week and we have been so excited about it. Amanda, are you there? I am here. I'm so excited about it, you guys. And it is, oh my gosh, this week we recorded an episode, you guys, that made me squirm in my chair a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always so thankful for Amy because she always pushes me out of my comfort zone. And this was definitely out of my comfort zone. So if you guys want to hear me squirming in my chair a little bit, (laughs) then this is the episode for you because that is, um, that's where I was at. But honestly, again, I'm thankful for Amy because she pushes me out of my comfort zone continually. And that is like a true friend. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys, but it was such a powerful episode. You guys, it really, um, it's vulnerable and it takes you to a place that it's, it's something you don't often think about. And so I really, really enjoyed this episode. What do you, what do you think, Amy? Well, for one, I loved listening to you squirm in your seat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, it's not really like there was a squeaky chair going on or anything. I just could feel it. Like, I could mm-hmm. feel it when I sent the initial text message, like, girl, we should do this. Amen. And I love hearing it. But, you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month in May, and when it comes to mental health awareness, I feel like stretching yourself, like stretching your mind, stretching, um, you know, what you're learning and what you're talking about is part of that. And I just feel like your sexuality is tied to so much that has to do with like your emotions and just your mental stability in general. So I'm excited about it. I love that we are kicking it off this way because, you know, mental health awareness is so important. And I think that, it's something that can be hard to listen to and hard to learn about and hard to talk about even. So I like that we're kicking it off in a fun way. And I'm, I can't wait to hear you squirm again tomorrow (laughs) through the radio waves. It's going to be awesome. Oh Lord. Yes. And I mean, but I did learn a lot too. Like, um, you know, you hold so much tension in your hips and like, there's ways to get rid of that. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but there's just so much that I learned that I didn't know about. And if you guys know us, we love learning stuff like that, where your body holds tension and how to get rid of it. And, you know, the same with your mind. Um, you know, you heard us talk in an episode previously with Renee about how much is held in your mind that you block out. And I mean, there's just so much to it. And Amy's right, you guys, mental health is so important for so many people. Um, I don't know of anybody out there who hasn't struggled with it, even just like the tiniest amount. And I mean, Amy and I go way back. You guys were really good friends. And I know that we've both struggled with it. And Lord knows we're not going to go into that because it's a whole nother topic. But we just like Amy and I, we want to bring more awareness to it and just let people know that it's okay. And there are so many people out there who can help you. And we're going to kind of bring some of those people to light and let you hear what they have to say. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, you know, Amanda texted me a little while ago and she's like, should we go into our own mental health journeys on, you know, this episode? And really and truly, I could, I mean, I have so many mental health problems. I could spend an entire <laughs> episode talking about it. I mean, genuinely, guys, it's it's been, it, it would be a, an absolutely 
vulnerable couple of hours, probably if I went into all of it. But if you guys want to, I'm totally down to do a bonus episode because I agree with Amanda. We've both gone through it together. We've both gone through it, especially, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's another layer added to it when you're a mother. And mm-hmm. so if, if you want to hear about it, I, I, I'm definitely down to talk about that. Um, but yes, in the meantime, we are just bringing you some phenomenal women. Um, they kind of, they've been through it themselves too, and they just, they're able to talk about it in a way that, you know, kind of opens you up and we're going to start with your hips. We're going to start with sex this week. So can't wait. Yeah. And do you remember Amy, like when you were younger, like mental health wasn't really a thing. Like people never talked about it. Right. Like, and I'm sure there was a depression and I'm sure there was like extreme anxiety and all the things, but like, I don't remember ever hearing about it. I don't remember anyone ever talking about it. And it's just like, it's so bizarre to me because like now it's been brought to the light. It's been acknowledged. And so many people can like get that help that they deserve, you know, to just feel normal again. Everyone deserves that. So it's just kind of one of those things to look back on. You're like, oh, man, when I was younger, like nobody ever talked about that. So just one of those things that I'm so glad has been brought to the light. Yeah, I think that it is definitely something people didn't talk about. I mean, if you look back and kind of study the times, you'll kind of learn that, I mean, people were constantly drinking. Const- mm-hmm. I mean, day drinking mothers with children. I remember one time because I was homeschooled growing up, my mom was reading a story about an author. Um, it was a female author and she committed suicide by sticking her head in her oven. And this is not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I just remember though, like thinking to myself, like, God, that seems extreme. But uh, I feel like my mom could relate almost because she was a stay at home mom. Her, my dad mm-hmm. was gone all the time and there were five of us. I couldn't have done it. There's no way. There's no way. But it just it's it's something that was so overlooked for so Mm -hmm. long. And I'm glad that there's more awareness and I'm glad that there's a full month dedicated to it. And I'm just hoping that we can shed some more light in that area for you. And if sharing our stories helps you with that, then I'm down to do it. And I'm excited to, to talk to Kristen today. I just love her. I think she has the most sultry voice Mm-hmm. on the planet like it's it's almost like she was meant to be for it like you guys are going to hear about like her being interested in it since she was a child but it's like god gave her this like sensual voice it's like so sexy it's perfect for the job perfect oh my gosh she is she's so perfect and like i said it's uncomfortable like for some people like myself it's a little uncomfortable but you guys listen to it seriously listen to it you're going to learn so much. And there's so many moments in this episode where it's like aha moments, you know, like the little light bulb goes off and you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. So you guys are going to love it. Yeah. And we have some exciting things coming up while I have you here. I mean, wait for this episode because it's going to be great. But while I have you, Amanda and I, we are finishing up this season with the Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, mental health awareness month that's a tongue twister and (laughs) we are actually going on break and we have some exciting series coming up we are going to be working on that the entire summer um, because we want to make sure that every ounce of our time is spent on continuing to grow and improve the podcast and so we're coming back this fall with season three and guys I'm so excited so so excited about the 
topics that we have coming up. So yes, we'll be finishing out this month and then we'll be taking a break, but don't worry. We're going to be keeping in touch on social media. We're going to be talking about some things, doing some polls, doing some posts. So yeah, make sure you stick around for that. Cause I'm real excited. I mean, big things are coming. I just feel it. Oh my gosh. And I can't believe that it's season three. Like that blows my mind, but Yes, we are going to be having some badass women coming on, you guys. We're like Amy and I talk about it and we just get so, so excited for it. And we are going to be grinding this summer. We are going to promise you an even better look of an even better feel. Um, But more importantly, we're going to have some new topics to cover that I'm positive are going to just leave you hooked. Mm -hmm. I literally was talking a mile a minute last night to my husband. I was just so excited after we had that (laughs) meeting the other day. I was like, and oh my God, we're going to do this. And this is what we're going to do. And and I'm just, I feel like, have you heard that like TikTok or that real sound where it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like that's how excited I feel about it. Like I'm so pumped. Cannot wait. Oh my gosh. I know. And like Amy said, we're going to be going, we're going to do, be doing some fun social stuff. So We'll probably go live on our Instagram page. Um, If you guys don't follow us, we're at Pencil Skirt Society. We'll do kind of like a recap of our guests, just in case you missed a few. Um, We're going to give you maybe a sneak peek, Amy, of what's to come. And then um, just kind of thank you for being with us this season. Like I said, I can't believe it's season season three is coming up. That's like mind-blowing. But this season was extraordinary. But next season is going to be just so much better. I'm so excited even better yes I'm so excited and I'm also so excited you guys are going to hear a little commercial for our current sponsor which is 1915 farm and I'm so excited about that we're going to be doing more of those next season but let me tell you this meat is so dang good I cannot even believe it I am hooked so hooked I tried the caveman blend last night it has its ground beef and it has heart and liver in it. And it's just delicious. The kids had no idea. We had spaghetti. It's their favorite meal. Everybody was happy. Win, win, win. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my order was so good. I So I got – we're big, like, steak people. We love steak. So um, I got the ribeyes for Philip and the fillets for me, like the filet mignons, which, like, is my favorite steak of all time. And, like, I'm not going to lie to you. They were some of the best steaks we've ever had. And we, like, we rarely say that. The best steak that I've ever had before this was one that my husband made. He made it back in Nebraska with grocery store meat, guys. Okay, grocery store meat. And this was, like, way above that. Like, way above that. It was so good. Even he was like, oh, my God, this is so delicious. And then I also got the chicken hearts, which I'm super excited about because we are going to make them into, like, bits, like chicken bits. So we're going to wrap them in bacon. We're going to put dairy-free cream cheese in them. And I think that it's going to be so good. Pop them on the grill. So good. I also got the ground beef caveman that you got um, and that has liver and heart in it. And I'm so, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really pumped for it because um, my kids love tacos, like ground beef and their tacos. So I'm going to put it in there for taco night. And I honestly, I don't think that they're even going to know a difference. I know yours didn't. So if your kids didn't notice, I feel like my kids won't notice either. Oh no, they were so, they were looking at me all suspiciously and I'm like, don't be (laughs) suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Cause they were like, why are you asking us like on camera how we like it? And I'm like, I just wanted to see if you like your dinner. It's just normal ground beef. Nothing to worry about. (laughs) They know what's up. Like I made, I did that mistake one time. I made zucchini bread and it was delicious. It was chocolate and there was like a, 
like a keto friendly chocolate frosting. And I'm doing that again this year when my garden comes through and they were like, what is this? It's so good. (laughs) And I was like, it's zucchini bread. Isn't it amazing? They wanted nothing to do with it after that. I was like, nah, I'm not giving you my secrets. Uh -uh. (laughs) No, you just eat it. It's good, right? Okay, great. You don't need to know what's in it all the time. No, you're good. And when you start cooking, um, you know, then you can worry about what's in it. Until then, you just eat it. No, they they loved it. And it the thing about the steaks, too, is that they're so much thicker than what you find in the store. And I was like, what? Excuse me? This is huge. Like, it's, I mean, for the, the value of it, for one thing, you're getting so much bang for your buck, but then just the taste of it. I had no idea it was going to be so much different than what I oh get. My from God. The store. And, and it even looks different too. Like I remember um, I asked Catherine that I'm like, can you tell a difference when you look at it compared to like grocery store meat? And she's like, yes, it's going to have a much richer color. It's going to have way better marbling. And you guys, she's not joking. I got that. And I was like, this is the most beautiful piece of meat <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And Philip got so mad and so jealous because he was I know. like, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm joking. It, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> his man meat was not as good as Catherine's man meat. If you guys oh, don't know that meat. joke yet, <laughs> you got to go back last, last episode. <laughs> Poor Philip. No, I, I've got to stop with the dirty jokes. I'm doing it this one time because we are talking about sex this week. Yeah, it's totally um, loud. Yeah, totally allowed. If you know me in real life and you want to be friends, I'm going to do a lot of that's what she said jokes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just, it comes with the package, the whole package, <laughs> but uh, I am allowed to do it this week. But um, real quick, I, I can't wait to get into that episode. I've said that a million times, but I just wanted to share something with you. I shared it with you this week already. I want to share it with everybody who's listening. I'm reading this amazing book called It's Rising Time. Have you heard of it before I sent it to you? No, not before you sent it to me. Okay, so it's actually written by Kim Kiwosaki, who is, if you know who the rich dad, poor dad guy is, it's his wife. And she is his business partner. And she's just like a boss lady. Like if you look her up online, she has all of these amazing investments. She's just really smart. And what I've been really trying to do with my life is I want to take control over not only my husband and and our finances together, but I want to be that woman that is financially educated and financially fit, like mentally wise. And so I've been reading a lot of financial books. And one thing that I noticed is that there's not a lot out there for women. And so this was one that I stumbled on. And it I mean, it's a long book, I think it's 10 or 11 hours. It's amazing. But I wanted to share the same quote that I shared with Amanda, and I'm going to butcher it. It's not verbatim. But it went something like this. And she was talking about making changes in your life for the better, like changing your habits. And this is how it went. Turbulence shows up in your life whenever you shift your world. And turbulence is going to show up anytime that you make a decision in favor of better habits, better investments, or for your integrity. And so it's basically just talking about like, yes, changes are hard. Whether you're making changes for your diet, whether you're making changes, you know, with your wealth, with your money habits, 
um, no matter what it is, like for now, like for me and my life right now, like I have challenged myself to not drink alcohol for 30 days. And let me tell you, that has brought about some turbulence in my life, you know, with friendships and just it mentally, I've had to learn how to deal with things and not just go, oh, I need to relax with a glass of wine because I feel like 2020 really turned us all into alcoholics. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, totally. If we weren't an alcoholic then, like we were now. And, you know, just doing the 30 days, I've every month tried to cut out something new. And this month was the month for alcohol. And I kept putting it off because I knew there was going to be turbulence. But I will tell you that I am starting every Monday off with a clearer mind. I've gotten more done throughout the week. And it really has like mental awareness, mental health wise, it's done a lot for me because really and truly, I feel like a piece of crap when I wake up hungover on Monday or wake up hungover on Sunday. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like that. And I don't want my kids seeing me like that. And so there's just been so many benefits. And so I really recommend that book. It is a financial wealth and financial strategy book, but she has so many other tidbits in there that just, you can apply to anything. And I loved it so much. So thank you for coming to my Ted talk today. Appreciate Amy's it. Ted talk, everyone. No, but seriously, that's, that's so important. Amy. And I know that, you know, you and I, and so many people are on these, just these self growth journeys, I guess you could say. And um, I made a post about this the other day, but it's something that has been on my mind also. And I feel like so many people, when they come to a hardship or they come to these crossroads, they're like, okay, well, this is my sign. God is saying that it's not for me. You know, it's too hard. So I'm just going to give up because that's God's sign saying, you know, that it's just not something I'm meant to do. And I always think about it and I'm like, no, it's like the complete opposite of that. I feel like he will lead you to it, you know, and he will put it in front of you. But then like, are you willing to work for it? Like it's being brought to you. The things you're praying for are coming right in front of you, but you have to work. You have to work it. You know, you have to work for it. And so I I just feel like that's such an important lesson is when you face like, just like that quote, you know, it, your life is about to change for the better. Um, so I just, I love that quote so much and it's one of the best things you sent me all week. Oh, well, good. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a breakthrough, you cannot, I mean, think about the word breakthrough. You cannot reach another level unless you're doing something to break ground. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you are breaking ground. And so, yeah, there's going to be turbulence. You're going to rock your world a little bit, but hopefully it's for the better. And if it's benefiting you, but it's just getting hard, then you really have to ask yourself before you quit, whatever that is like, yes, it's hard. Yes. I'm struggling. Yes. I'm not maybe even very good at this right now, but is it benefiting you? And I think that's the key. Um, so I agree with you. Don't give up. I agree with Amanda. Don't give up. Don't, um, don't put it to the side just because you're like, Oh man, I've been struggling. So it must not be for me. No, Mm -hmm. maybe that's your sign. You're about to hit a breakthrough. So keep going, whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Amanda did some breaking through this week with this episode. She stretched her limitations. (laughs) She was so brave. I'm so proud of her and I am ready to hear her squirm. What about you guys? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. No, I'm ready. Let's hear it. Um, We will jump in, listen to Kristen and um, here we go, guys. Kristen. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. We're so excited. We've been talking about this all week. Amanda has a funny noise she's going to make because she's squirming in her chair. (laughs) 
it's true it's true it's true I love it. we're making we're making her come out of her comfort zone today and we are talking about sex <laughs> that's even funny to say sex it's you know I don't know I don't know why you're used to it though right I'm so used to it so it's funny like sometimes I forget that it's like awkward for people <laughs> Oh my gosh. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with the basics of what sexology is, because that is what your career is all about. That's what you do on your day to day. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Cool. So sexology is the study of um, like human sexuality, behavior and function. And basically like what I do is I coach um, singles and couples who are having issues in their sex life, uh, their confidence or in love and dating. Oh, well, I love that. I think that that is so amazing. Obviously, that's why I reached out to you. (laughs) And so how did you, I mean, how did you get into this? I know like everybody has their starting point and what kind of made you realize like I want to go into this and I want to study this? Something that I've been interested in since I was like 17, 18. um, And it was never an uncomfortable topic for me. I was just always fascinated by it. From like, like from my own experience, but also like academically, I just find it really interesting. Uh, and spiritually, um, also, it's that that's a whole other story. But um, yeah, it was just something I was always really drawn to. I was always very into love. I've always loved love. I've loved dating. Um, I've loved exploring with people. And I've always kind of been like, I'm a really objective person. Like, I'm really good at seeing, I think it's my inner Gemini, but like seeing like every side to a situation so I was always that person that my friends would come to um when they needed help with something or they weren't sure about something or if they just kind of wanted to like like explore something and they weren't really sure where to go with it um they would usually come to me and um the topic of like sex and sexuality is probably the most fascinating topic for me so I always found like like myself gravitating towards those kinds of conversations and yeah so when um when COVID hit and I couldn't do my other work anymore and we had to stay at home, I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to like officially start studying. Um, because I've been looking at a program online for probably about like a year at this point. Um, and I finally had the time to do it. So yeah, I, uh, I spent most of my lockdown studying and now we're here. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And like, what a cool thing to study, like really and truly. And you said, you said that it was never something that was uncomfortable for you. But we know, you know, case in point me, that it is uncomfortable, like for some people. So why do you think women or women and men or just people in general think that it could be an uncomfortable topic? Well, to start, like, it's a super, super vulnerable thing isn't it like 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 sex with yourself if you're self-pleasuring sex with a partner it's so vulnerable because you are exposing yourself um one like physically naked but also it's kind of like your heart your emotional self all of that gets exposed right so I think um when we struggle against vulnerability sometimes like that can maybe um cause us to like oh I don't know if I want to be vulnerable and share this what if somebody judges me Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a big cornerstone as to why it's uncomfortable. And then, of course, like if we look at like our culture, um, there's so much that one demonizes women and pleasure. Um, And two, I think there's just so much so much influence around sex and misinformation around sex 
um, that people just, they just don't know, right? We, they don't know it's a place that they can really explore and deepen and come to know themselves even better. Um, and that like, you can share your desires and your de- desires aren't bad and they don't make you any kind of person. I think like a lot of people's intrinsic desires are quite primal um, and um, they just don't know how to communicate that to their partner even because they're like, oh, what if they think I'm, it all kind of comes back to feeling judged, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just such a vulnerable thing, right? And I think a lot of it stems from that. Well, yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, especially communicating it. And that's where I'm curious because I think for women especially, it is a tough topic because you are, in most cases, kind of brought up to not embrace your sexuality or, you know, as a matter of fact, just shut it down completely, Mm -hmm. you know, until it's time to make babies. And then even then it's like a touchy subject. I know coming from a super religious family that it was a very touchy subject. So when it comes down to embracing your sexuality and learning how to have amazing sex, where do you start? Like where, where do you start with yourself? So I would actually start with building a deeper relationship to your body. So this is kind of the angle that I take with a lot of my clients. It's that like we need to bridge the mind-body connection and learn how to let go of shame or the discomfort or insecurity that we feel around becoming intimate. Um, because it's it's the most natural thing to us, isn't it? It's kind of like love and sex are the forces that, and energies that drive our world, aren't they? Um, And so I think coming back to just your roots as a human being, which is your body and feeling comfortable in your body and confidence in it and learning how to feel pleasure in your body, not even in like a sexual way that this can be as simple as like eating chocolate, right? (laughs) Like, like how many women do you know, like can't eat a chocolate without feeling guilt? Right. Or like, oh, now I need to go and exercise for 30 minutes to burn it off. Like, um, I think learning how to just be receptive and receive, especially for women, um, learning how to receive um, and be cared for and taken care of. um, That all kind of starts with allowing or giving that to yourself first um, and building a deeper relationship to your body and your sensuality. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Are there any like practices that you recommend starting with or anything specific or um for women my I would say dance is just such a such a good practice this is like a non-sexual practice um that is so good just to like help them drop into their body and you'll see really quickly like by the way people dance like if they are comfortable in their body or if they're not or if they are comfortable in their sexuality or if they're not um because it really comes out in like their movement and so it's, I think it's such a good practice because if it's something that you're just starting to explore, just putting on some music and dancing for yourself, whether you're in front of the mirror or not, um, you'll see like which areas you feel like a bit stuck in or rigid in or what feels kind of like uncomfortable or you shy away from. And then just like slowly leading into all those areas until you can really claim your movement uh, and the enjoyment in movement. I think that's a really, really, really powerful, very feminine practice for women. Oh, my gosh. Oh my I God. like I never would have like put the correlation between the two. That's amazing. I love that. No, mm-hmm. th- that must be why I look like I do the chicken dance <laughs> every time I dance. Like I'm so stiff. I used to be able to twerk, but you know, there was a lot of alcohol involved and man, now I'm like, so like, 
hmm, maybe I should get in front of the mirror and just try a couple of things out. Do that's it. not just, you know, <laughs> y'all don't want to see it. I promise. Oh my God. Awful. So no, you should do it. Honestly, like when I started this practice, um, I've always loved dancing, but when I like really started using it as like a feminine sensuality practice, there were so many things I was like, wow, I don't even know how to move my hips this way. And the thing is like our hips, right? Are our center of pleasure and pain. So like we um, collect like a lot of pain in our hips, like emotional pain. If we haven't um, had time to process something, a lot of heartbreak, um, like a lot of, um, if we have like resentment build up, if we have frustration build up, it all kind of goes to our hips if we haven't released it, right? So dance is really interesting because once you start moving, you might feel that like there's so much tightness in there. And like through dance, you can start to release and let it go. And that makes room to bring in more pleasure, which is the other side of your hip center. It's pleasure, right? What Amy? So interesting! <laughs> oh my god! Mind blown. Well, and like Amy and I, we love learning about like where you hold your tension, and like you know, we had a guest a couple of weeks ago, and she was kind of saying the same thing. Like when you have anger, or resentment, or sadness, or whatever, it builds up in different parts of your body. So mm-hmm. that totally makes sense to us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are incredible. Like if we can't consciously process process something, and um, I think most people can't. Like it's not it's not easy because. One, like culturally, like we can't necessarily like have a tantrum in the streets, like the second we feel um, like Mm -hmm. angry about something, right? Like sometimes we have to compartmentalize when we can feel. Um, And if we don't say we're like going to work, we have this to do, that to do, kids to pick up, like, and you don't have the space to actually process, your body holds on to it. Oh my gosh. So let's, okay. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So let's talk about spice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know that like so many couples and women and men are like, I just want to, I just want things to be spicy. So is there like a specific strategy or anything that long-term couples can use to kind of keep that spice going in their relationships? Yes. Okay. So I think the way I view sexuality and uh, like long, like long-term, short-term kind of anything is that we need polarity. And what that means is like, there's two ends that create sexual attraction. And like, I use the terms masculine and feminine, um, like masculine energy, feminine energy. um, But I just want to like say that like, it's, it's an energy. It's not like masculine means man or feminine means right. woman. Uh, it's just like a very specific energy and they can, um, we each tend to have like a core one. Um, and what happens in long-term relationships is we lose our polarity a little bit. One, because we spend a lot of time together. Um, and when you're always in like in the same space, like your, your conversations kind of become this, oh, how was your day? My day was good. What did you do? I did this. You know, like there's not, we don't think there's as much mystery in our partner anymore, right? Um, mm-hmm. When, But there is. If um, if you dig a little deeper and you start having more meaningful conversations, you'll find that there is so much mystery because we can never truly know somebody. Um, but that's, that's another story. Um, <laughs> but um, so when we're in long-term relationships, we tend to lose a little bit of our polarity. And so bringing that polarity back. So say we are talking about like a heterosexual couple, Um, The man has masculine essence and the woman has a feminine essence. Doing like one, their own practices 
to like cultivate more femininity and more masculinity will naturally create a little bit of um, an increase in that attraction. And then when we want to go into spicing it up in the bedroom, um, like, <laughs> let's, where do I start with this? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, go for I, it. I think a great place to like bring more polarity into the bedroom could be introducing, say, like a blindfold. That's like a really, like a really subtle, nice foot in the door, right? And where, like, say the woman wears the blindfold and that puts her in a very polarized state of being receptive and receiving, um, which a lot of women struggle with when it comes to the bedroom. They usually feel like they need to give to their man. When this is Esther Perel, she's like a really, um, really, really well-known sex therapist. She talks about this and she says the the pleasure that men usually find in the bedroom is the pleasure of their women, their woman, right? But women get turned on by being the turn on, right? So a woman isn't necessarily aroused by her man's pleasure the way a man is aroused by his woman's pleasure. She is turned on by being the pleasure. Does that make sense? Totally. Oh, yeah. So like if we are in the bedroom and we think we need to just like give to somebody and we're not becoming the pleasure and like feeling sexy that one like you'll you kind of like struggle to get into it because you're not really feeling like you're there for you right because you're giving so when we introduce a blindfold um it puts you in a total state of needing to receive right because you can't see anything so that's like your partner is gonna lead the experience and that gives like the masculine partner, a little room to like take charge and lead, which women find incredibly sexy, right? When they can just, when their man's got it handled, right? Like whether this is in work or with the kids or like, I don't know, a, a pipe burst or something and he's just got it. That's very attractive to women, isn't it? So if yes. she can just like release control and he can lead the experience, that becomes a really polarized um, sexual encounter. Um and it's just like a really easy way to add a little bit of spice, right? So I think blindfolds are great. Um, what else? Like flirting before, like before you even jump into bed together. Like you can start flirting, I don't know, in the morning, right? And you can send like a sexy picture to your partner or you can be thinking about them and just like fire off like a really sexy message, something that like invites like sex into your day right so there is more of a build-up so when you do see each other there already is this energy so you're not going from we've done like I've been at work all day and I'm getting this done and that done and um you're just hammering things off when you come home you haven't really checked out from work or everything else that you have going on you're bringing a more intentional approach to just like bringing eroticism into your day because it's really hard to go from that energy to like, okay, I'm ready to get down, right? Mm -hmm. There needs to be more of a leeway into it. So relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, I mean, I hear you on the, when a pipe burst every time, <laughs> you know, our pig bacon, he put, he busts one of our pipes and my husband goes out there when he's home and he's like, oh yeah, I got it. I hear you there. That is definitely like a sexy turn yeah. on for me. Like, okay, you got it. Oh, you're going to fix it. Okay. It's so okay. attractive. I love it? that. Like my partner, um, this um, was, wasn't too long ago and um, um, our roommate set our oven on fire. And I don't do well in situations oh, no. like this, right? I am, like, not great in crisis. 
I panic. And he just looks at me in the eyes like, okay, I need you to leave the room. <laughs> and then he just like, and I'm like kind of nervous. So like I leave the room, but I'm like peeking back inside to see what's going on. And, um, and I just see him like open the oven door. There's blazes coming out of it. And he just sticks his hand in there with whatever he grabbed to put out the fire. And he just handled it. And I was like, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, oh yeah, like when, when guys are like, don't worry, I got it, babe. It's like, oh, okay, you got it. Like, I can relax. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And so, okay, so I'm totally guilty. I mean, obviously, like once you have kids and the whole nine yards and all you're doing is talking about bills all the time and things you got to do, I'm totally guilty of that. So, like, Let's just say we're on a date night. I'm on a date night with my husband. Like, how do you dig into those conversations a little bit deeper? You know what I mean? Like, like you were talking about flirt a little bit more. How do you get into that mode from that? Because for me, it's so hard. I don't know if Amanda feels the same way. Oh, totally. Every long term. Yeah. Like, just how do you do that? Like, what's, how do I get into that? Is there a practice you recommend or how do you start that? So I would start it with, um, so when, when we're, when we're focused on things like bills, um to-do lists everything from work etc etc it's a very masculine energy right and or a very yang like yin yang like very yang energy and so we want to come back into a feminine energy and so the best way to do that and granted like you kind of have to work with like your schedules and um how you can fit this in but um one I would bring dance back into it like before you even go on your date like what if you had like half an hour just to yourself just alone where like you put on the music you're dancing you're feeling sensual you're doing your makeup you know you wear some like beautiful lingerie underneath your clothes um some or like you take a bath with a glass of wine right like just things that make you feel really good and really cared for and just infuse pleasure into your body right so those practices like prior to say going on a date will just put you in a different energy where you clock off you clock off out of all the to-do stuff I feel like to-do lists are just so like yeah. uh, you know like we're, we become on this autopilot where we're like I just need to do 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 get this done get that done where we forget to just be so when we can come more into that being place one it just like it relaxes you and it opens you up a little bit and then in terms of diving into deeper conversation, I feel like in partnership, when so we need to almost have lives outside of our relationship, if that's possible, right? And so that means like, what are you, where do you find creativity? Like, what do you love doing? And if your partner's doing the same thing, and you both just have, I don't know, it doesn't like, it can be, say it's painting, for example, um, and you're learning new, like a new technique in painting, and you go out, you eat. Um, you're having a beautiful dinner together that like your journey through uh, this creative work that you're doing can like bring more conversation to you right so the more we have like that's outside of our relationships that is just ours like adds mystery adds a little more dynamic conversation right because it's not shared with your partner because when we share everything we already know the answers right Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, that's yeah, that totally makes sense. And then speaking of conversation and and you know masculine and feminine energy, how as a woman, how do you communicate what you need to your partner sexually without taking that leadership role? Like how do you communicate that and get the message across without 
taking over the masculine part of things and, and kind of taking over with things? What's the best way to so do that? I, the approach that I like is to invite them into it. So instead of like directing, um, you invite them into it. So let me think of an example. Like say you are in bed together and um, so he's, he's going down on you. All right. And there's something that he's doing that you maybe don't like so much you can just like super gently like shift like when he like goes to the area that you do like you can be like oh my god right there right so you're reinforcing Ah, okay like the good things Mm -hmm. you're reinforcing the good things and sometimes we need to exaggerate a little bit which can feel awkward at first um because like and i say this with love sometimes men are like a little bit thick and like you just need to like (laughs) you just need to almost exaggerate your moan so it's a little bit louder so he knows because if there's not too much of a difference between you're like oh I really like this and you're I don't like this he's not going to know the difference right so when there's something that you Mm -hmm, really like like let it be known through like moaning through saying oh yes like oh my god I love that oh don't stop like you know like like though like things like that he will keep doing them if he knows that you really really like it right in terms of say you wanted to try something new together and you saw it you're watching a movie together and um something came onto the screen you could even look at him and be like oh would you like to do that to me right so there's there's like really creative ways where you can just invite him into it and then allow him to lead from there. Okay. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And and when you said men are a little thick, my mind went to a totally different place. (laughs) Well, that's all what you're saying. (laughs) Um, So talking about, you know, introducing new things, you know, I know that, some couples mm-hmm. use toys, some couples don't, you know, how do you feel about toys? Do you feel like it interrupts kind of the flow of intimacy or do you feel like it's something that um, is inviting or you know, makes it, it better? Really enrich people's sex lives, especially if they are looking to add some spice to things, right? Like if you've been caught in a, a bit of a routine for a while, I think adding toys can be like a really fun, adventurous um, way to go. So you can bring vibrators into bed um you can oh there's so many things that you can do if um <laughs> if you want to explore things that are like a little more down south you know there's like butt <laughs> there's butt plugs that you can get there's like double penetration that you can play with there's um oh, what else am i thinking of like ties if you just want like some ties which are another great way to add more polarity Um, or like a contrasted energy in the bedroom. Um, I think there's so many things in terms of toys that you can add that can uh, really spice up intimacy. I like personally, like I wouldn't use them every single time. That's a personal preference, but like, I think there's so much that you can do with toys to enrich an experience and just play with and uh, explore a little. Cause you might try something and be like, Oh, like let's do the next step of that. Right. And then you might find yourself on like this like gorgeous journey together, like this gorgeous sexual journey together. Mm-hmm. That's just like evolving and deepening. And um, yeah, I think you can do a lot with toys <laughs> for sure. Interesting. Great, Interesting. great question, mm-hmm. Amy. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're welcome. I know you hated that one. <laughs> 
okay, so I know we have a lot of, you know, single girls, single women, single males listening to this. And so kind of walk us through how a single woman or single man could really properly prepare for, you know, a sexual experience for the first time, you know, like, what is that like? I know that your first time, sometimes that can be a little bit awkward when, especially when you don't know that much about them. So how do you ask for what you want in that situation and kind of walk us through what we can do or what you can do um, your first okay, time? So the first time with a new partner or like the first time? First yes. Time? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're dating somebody and it's brand new and you're just yeah, about okay. to, you know, go so, there. Oh, that's always so interesting. Right. Because the first time with someone is always like a little bit awkward, isn't it? Like I find like time, like three and four, that's when it like really starts to kick off. <laughs> you know, because everyone's always like a little bit nervous. And I think nerves are fine um, as part of just like being human and just knowing that like, I think bringing humor into sex is really powerful, actually, because we're always so serious. And especially with a new partner, we're like, oh, we want to impress. Right. So then people get really focused on um, performance versus actually just being in your body and enjoying. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So the focus the first time with somebody new should shift out of like, Oh, I need to impress. I need to look this way. I need to like do this. I need, I need, I need to like, Ooh, how can I just like really enjoy and make this pleasurable and be present? So I think just learning how to be present is so important. That's like another thing that I really focus on with my clients is bridging this like mind body, because a lot of us are in our minds when it comes to sex, where we're so worried about, all this and that. And I think that's definitely heightened with a new partner and coming out of our mind and coming into our body space. Cause we're actually present in our bodies versus our minds. We're kind of thinking in the future, we're like worrying about things. We're criticizing ourselves. We might be criticizing them. Like, you know, so coming into your body Mm -hmm. is so powerful and takes practice and just like understanding that there's humor in sex And it doesn't need to be super serious. Like you can just like have fun with it and just relax, like learning how to relax your body. Cause anytime there's like, you're feeling any anxiousness or anticipation, if you take a moment and you just like come into your body, you'll notice that like your shoulders might be up a little bit. You might be um, holding your stomach or tensing your stomach. We hold tension in our body. So learning how to relax it beforehand is really powerful just to keep you just not like keep you away from the nerves and just allowing the experience to happen. So I think that's really powerful, uh, like a powerful practice to do and just like, no, it's the first time it's going to be a little awkward and um, <laughs> that's okay. And communicating is definitely really, really, really important. And I think like, just like being able to attune yourself to your partner and this also like deepens with time as you get to know somebody but attunement is kind of like one of the cornerstones to sexuality and relationships and what I mean by that is like you can almost feel your partner right like you know like when their energy is opening or closing you can feel like if this is the right moment to kiss them right or if like they might be a little guarded so maybe this isn't the moment to kiss them so I think learning attunement like and we start that practice by being uh, attuned with ourselves and then once we're really attuned with ourselves we can then be more attuned to other people I think that's a really powerful practice but if you're not there I think communication is super 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 key and just yeah inviting from the feminine perspective always just inviting inviting in 
if that's what you want to do. If it's not what you want to do, then you got to communicate. <laughs> no, no, I love that. It makes so much sense. And I feel like, you know, a lot of this is is just really getting to know yourself and kind of just letting go of like the tension and, you know, like you said, like fear of people judging you and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's, that's super empowering. Tell me about, I know that you do this for a living. So tell me about, and I know you can't name names, uh, a success story that you have, whether it's a client or somebody that you know personally, tell me tell me a success story. So oh, where do I start? So I just spoke with one of my clients the other day, actually, and we finished working together a couple, when did we finish working together? A month and a half ago. And I was just following up with her and she had some nervousness around dating. So this is like a dating story versus like a sex story. Cause I, I know like my sex stories are like clients. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yes. Um, so we were chatting and I uh, was asking her how, how things have been and how, how basically like how it's been since our sessions. And um, she had like a lot of anxiety around dating and she's like, Oh my God, I went on a date. And I wasn't nervous. I did this and I did this and I did this. And we went out a couple of times and I decided like, I didn't really like him. And instead of like getting anxious about having that conversation, I just had it. Right. And it was really, really nice to see that because a lot of women have so much like fear and anxiety around one dating and then two communicating when they're not interested right which is important like a lot of people ghost these days which I'm super against I think ghosting is just horrible (laughs) horrible practice to do and so just like owning the fact that she wasn't into it didn't feel like that like romantic spark uh, and just like gently and lovingly communicating that to this person was super super powerful right so I really like so this was like the other day we had that conversation I was so proud of her (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I know. I mean, it's been a long time for me, but I know that was always kind of weird, you know, when you had to break something off with somebody. And then I think as you own yourself as a woman, like I feel like today now, if I were dating, I'd be totally be fine with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you grow into that and I'm glad that you're teaching that because I think that is a skill that you need to learn with Mm -hmm. friendships, family, you know, dating scenarios, like everything when you're uncomfortable you need to know how to express it. When somebody's upset you, you need to know how to express it. And also when it's just, you know, you're, you're it's not working out, yeah. you need to know how mm-hmm. to express it. So I love that. And I'm so glad that you're teaching that to people. Like it's so important. Like I think one of the areas that a lot of women struggle with is using their voice, right? Especially when things are a little uncomfortable and like having tough conversations is uncomfortable, isn't it? And I think that's just like one of the pillars of like female sexuality is learning how to activate your voice um, or activate it <laughs> sounds so critical um, but like learning how to like really, really <laughs> use it and like own your pleasure own your yeses and own your noes I am um, I was part of a, a group uh, I'm doing this online program and um, something that she said in the program was you can't be totally free in your yes until you are totally free in your no and I found that so powerful Ah. because like the flip side of our yes is our no. Right. And a lot of the time we're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. But if it's not this like full body, Oh yes, I'm so feeling this kind of response. Then like when I feel like when we have that response, we're so much more responsive in the bedroom and to like our lovers, like outside of sex 
and into like our life and our opportunities and everything when we have that full body yes but if we can't embody our no either we're kind of stuck in this oh I don't know range Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's so much like miscommunication that can happen there there's so much like where you're not like owning the things that you actually want and the things that like whether that be in the bedroom or like your life right that are good for you and that you are excited about right so I think learning how to use your voice for your yes and your no is super important yeah and you know that just got me thinking I mean I don't know if I'm the only person in the room right now that has gone through this, but you know, sometimes you just, you're not like feeling sex or even kissing with somebody and you're just kind of like, you don't want to sound like a bitch, you know, or you don't want to sound like you're like teasing. And so you don't say no, or you don't, you know, you just kind of keep going with it. And I hope to God, my daughters never do that for anybody. I, I just, it's so gross to me. And I think a lot of it, like you said, it just comes down mm-hmm. to not knowing how to use your voice. And not feeling empowered about using your voice. So I agree with you. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so glad that you're teaching it. Along with learning techniques about empowering yourself, using your voice, you know, maybe learning a little bit more about sex, maybe learning a little bit more about relationships. I know that you mentioned there are some mm-hmm. books and some podcasts that you love. What could you recommend to some of our listeners um, to okay. kind of start so tuning I have into? So many suggestions. <laughs> In terms of like really unpacking like female sexuality from a more clinical perspective, I would say Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski is excellent. I think her book was so, so, so good. It really goes into a lot of like women's sexual responsiveness. Our sexuality is very tied into who we are emotionally. Her book is excellent. For people who are more, I'll use the term like spiritual. These are the books that really opened me. So I definitely take like a more like spiritual uh, approach to sex. Uh, And what I mean by that, well, I guess like spiritual, I look at polarity as like spirituality and polarity in terms of masculine and feminine energy. So the books that I read from David Data, um, his books I find are absolutely incredible finding god through sex was is i think i've read it almost three times now i find it excellent they have like a for him section and a for her section and you go through and you really start to see the differences between men and women because we have so many differences and when we don't understand our differences we can become really frustrated with each other for one and two our communication can get lost and our polarity can get lost which is how we lose a lot of our sexual attraction so I find his books to be excellent. Finding God Through Sex, definitely my favorite one. For women specifically, uh, Dear Lover by David Data. Uh, and then he has one for men, for men called The Way of the Superior Man. And that is also an incredible book. So I love those. Oh, and one more. Sorry, I have so many books. Vagina by yeah, Naomi Wolf was mind-blowing to me. It's, it's, that book is incredible. And she goes into a lot of the science behind our vagina essentially and how we are um, how our brain is connected to it um, and how it really is like a good, good, good deep sex can be responsible for increased confidence, increased creativity, being able to stand your ground and like really use your voice. So it's interesting like sex can like good sex can have this crazy effect on our consciousness as women um, and so can bad sex. Bad sex can have the, the opposite effect. And so this book um, by Naomi Wolf was incredible for just learning about uh, the vagina, basically. <laughs> and um, 
how we respond sexually and how it alters our consciousness. It was really, really good. Oh man, that I want to order it right Mm -hmm. now. Like it sounds so interesting and it's, you know, it's one of those words that you throw out there and I'm sure Amanda's squirming in her seat, but it is really, truly like, yeah, it's such an important topic. And you, I guess you don't really know until you start getting mm-hmm. into stuff, how much your energy is connected to, you know, your sexuality and all of that. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, it's in the hips and there's that polarity right there. So that makes so much sense. Um, now, what about if one of our listeners wants to connect with you, can you do this type of therapy or class online or Actually, most of my clients are in different time zones as me. So I do everything over Zoom. Um, my website is uh, just kristinross.com, um, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N. And um, yeah, so everything's over Zoom or phone calls. Um, some people don't feel comfortable doing face-to-face, which is totally fine. I love phone calls. I think they're great. And on Instagram is where I'm most easily uh, contacted just for questions and inquiry, which is just Kristen.Ross. Mm-hmm. And you spell Kristen K-R-Y-S-T-I-N, right? Yes. Yes. A little okay, bit funny. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Kristen. This has been like so enlightening, so eye-opening, and I feel like it's going to just be so helpful for a lot of people. So thank you so much for coming on today. You were just a true light and you were doing so many great things for so many people. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was so interesting and I learned so much. I really appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you do. And thank you for all of our listeners. Make sure that you contact her on her social media or get in touch through her website. We really appreciate you, Kristen, and I hope that you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Good. It was. Thank you so much. Bye, y'all. Take Bye. care. Amanda, I got to ask you, how are you feeling after that episode? Okay, so I know that some of you had to be like me and you were just like, oh, this is so awkward. But okay, seriously, guys, you'll now have to go like flirt with your husband a little more, like go put a blindfold on like do something a little crazy you know like seriously it's so empowering right I feel that way too like I literally want to go flirt with Wes right now and I never want to flirt with Wes I flirt with them all the time I'm joking thank you so much for listening I hope that you love that episode as much as we did we both learned so much and Kristen is just the best so make sure you reach out to her and get in touch with her and schedule your relationship or your individual coaching session with her she's amazing she is guys and remember you can find us anywhere podcasts are found and be sure to leave us a review or a rating if you have listened to us we love that so much and that's kind of how we build our brand as well so um what else amy that's it just follow us on social media we're going to be posting all about this episode and you know what i think i'm going to share a couple of sex facts too just to spice things up a little bit more so follow us on social make sure that you tune in next week we're going to be talking to somebody else in the mental health awareness arena another tongue twister for you and so we'll see you next week We'll see you next week, guys. And remember, a good podcast should be like a woman's skirt. Long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to create interest. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week, everyone.